thankful for his spirit that can move in our hearts and our lives. Let's just go to prayer. Father, we just ask that you would come this evening and speak once again. May you touch our lives and our hearts, needs and the situations, Father, that only you can do. Only ways that you can do it, Father. We give the service to you, Lord. We remember those, Lord, that are suffering this evening. Lord, suffering humanity. And how our hearts longs for a time, Lord, there will be no more, Lord, no more death, no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain. Our hearts are crying for that time, Lord, and that moment, Lord, a place, Lord, we've never lost a loved one. Lord, we've never lost a hair of our head. God, it's all there waiting for us. And we're just asking that you would comfort and you would move in hearts and lives, we pray, as only as you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn to Revelations 1 and verse 10. Let's read this one verse. And I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Spoke last Wednesday about the Jubilee and the, and the gospel trumpet declares a scriptural war. I'd like to speak to you this evening on a voice, a great voice as of a trumpet. A great, this great actually is speaking of utmost important. It's an important voice. It's something to be listened to. It's something to take heed to. It's something not to, as you know, I, I may say something to you or somebody else next to you may speak and you may let it go one ear out the other, but this is not a voice that you want to do that with, but it's of a utmost important. And I believe the voice of God in this day is of utmost important. You know, as, as we read this, John in the spirit, when he was, he saw a great and wonderful day of the Lord Jesus and all of his holy power. The future was about to unfold for God was about to teach him what he was about to do. And John did not say it was a trumpet. It was like a trumpet. He said when a trumpet is blown, it has an urgency about it. It's like a heralding, it's a king's, it's like the king's messenger coming to the people. He blows on a trumpet, it's an urgent call. And when it's blown, people gathered to listen. Israel was always assembled by the sounding of a trumpet. Something important is at hand, listen to it. So this voice had the same urgency of appeal as did the trumpet, clear and strong it was, startling awakening. He said, oh, that we might hear the voice of God as a trumpet this day, for it is the gospel trumpet. Amen. Sounding forth the word of prophecy to make us aware of and prepared for, for what is coming on the earth. And I'm glad I've heard that voice, amen, to know that I, I must be aware of what's about to come upon this earth. And, and it awakened me, as it were, out of a sleep or a slumber, amen. When a voice comes and it startles you or it, uh, it comes in a strong and a startling awakening, it's to wake you out of your slumber or out of, you can turn these down just a little bit, or out of your sleep, amen, out of, the, out of your stupor or whatever you're in, when you hear that voice, there's something as a deep call us in 
into the deep. There's a deep to respond. Amen. And when God speaks, amen, he doesn't just speak just to say words or to, to, to carry on a conversation, but he speaks that it might come to pass, amen. And, and I was looking at some things on when God speaks and the message, and Brother Brandon would say it like this. He said, when God speaks, he gives strength. When God speaks anything, it's perfect. When God speaks, it's forever. When God speaks anything, though it lingers, it's got to come to pass. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad about that? Maybe tonight you need healing for your body. Well, God has spoke healing for your body. It may linger, but it's got to come to pass. Amen. Maybe, maybe you need your a son or a daughter out there in the world and things are seemingly in chaos. But when God speaks, it has to come to pass. Amen. It may linger, but it has to come to pass when God speaks. It's certain. It's eternally certain when God speaks. There's no uncertain sound about it. When God speaks that it's so, then you believe it because it is so. When God speaks it, it's just the same as done. When God speaks a word, it's already finished. When God speaks, he can never take it back. Hallelujah. When God speaks, all hell moves. When God speaks, act, do it, because he said it. Amen. So when God speaks to a man, it puts a faith in him, it puts ambition in him, it puts a purpose in him. When God speaks to a man, it gives him a purpose, it gives him ambition, and it gives him faith to fulfill the purpose that God has placed in his heart. When God speaks to a man, it gives him faith to accomplish or to achieve whatever God has called him to do. Amen. See, God has promised to meet the need of the hour. He always does that. Amen. When when whatever arises, God's, there's a word for whatever you're dealing with tonight. There's a word for whatever sickness that you're dealing with tonight. There's a word for whatever torment and spirit that you're dealing with. There is a word for that. Amen. And every time something, a need arises, God always speaks. He says, we need the voice of God today. Amen. We need it every hour. We need it in the time we're living in. And he's promising we can assure, rest assured that when he speaks, God will keep his promises. That's confidence that a believer has in his maker that what he promised, he will meet. Amen. So we must have the voice of God in our midst. We must have him in our lives. We, we must be cognate when God speaks. We must be in tune to what he's trying to say. Amen. So when, when Satan also knows that when God speaks, all of these things come to pass. And Satan knows that when God speaks, not one of his words fall to the ground. He knows God's word will be fulfilled. So Satan, in order to combat it, he tries to raise up many other voices to bring confusion. Amen. He, he tries to bring up other things or, or to add to or, or to bring up other voices to bring confusion. He's trying to keep us from hearing God's word or God's voice. Amen. Even in a service, he'll bring up voices in your mind or thoughts or things. Amen. What is he trying to do? He's trying to hinder you from hearing the word of God. He's trying to bring other things into your mind. He's trying to bring things to your conscience or upon your heart, however you want to say it, to bring things into the forefront, to bring uh, to a place to where you can't hear the word of God. And that's why people can sit through a service and, and the voice of God can be booming forth through the vessel of a 
man and the word of God be speaking and they not hear it. Why? Because other voices are sounding and they're tuned into those voices more than the voice of God. So, amen, we can see that in the church, the reason why churches are in the condition they're in because there's so many voices. There's so many that says this is right and this is wrong and, and this is okay and this is not okay. And all you need, there's a voice that says all you need to know is know Jesus and you're saved. You can live whatever kind of life you There's all kind of voices out there. But I thank God he sent us a vindicated voice. A voice of the resurrection. It's the same voice that spoke, amen, before the world began and said, let there be. It's the same voice that 2,000 years ago that would open the scrolls and say, this day, this scripture is fulfilled. It's the same voice that would stand in a Lazarus grave and call a dead man from the grave. It's the voice of God, and when he speaks, it's got to come to pass. Amen. But see, there's so many other voices to attract the church or the people of God from the voice of God till it's very doubtful, amen, that many will even hear the word of God. Even though it may be spoken right in their midst, perhaps if they even hear it, maybe not understand it because it's a foreign thing to them. Oh, I say, God, God, I was was saying today as I, I was praying, God, don't let your voice ever become foreign to me. Amen, that I don't know it's you when you speak. Amen, we, sometimes they said they've got themselves so much centered on the voices of, to, of the day. Amen. There's so many voices in the earth today that it's absolutely a hard thing because why? Those other voices are deadening the voice of the supernatural. Amen. A supernatural act can take place. And there's so many other voices. They'll say, well, that's just a made-up story. Or that's just a bunch of emotionalism. Or that's this or that's that. There's all kinds of voices trying to take away the voice of the supernatural. But there still is a voice of the supernatural. Just because there's all kinds of other voices don't mean the voice of God still isn't here. Amen, just because there's other voices don't mean, amen, that the voice of the supernatural is not still among us. There are many intellectual voices, many great mighty men who are intellectual, who with their intellectual knowledge can shake nations. Ain't just not a fly-by-night people, or, but they can shake nations and they can bring great organizations together, great campaigns, flowery speeches, and people will become uh, confused. It's enough to confuse them and they'll go on and prosper and there's voices that are raised up and do these things. It's caused the voice of God, it's, it's caused the voice of God to be placed back somewhere, the true voice of God. He said, but the, but the true voice of God only brings back that real living supernatural God the true voice of God brings back the real living supernatural God with supernatural word with supernatural manifestations of a true word hallelujah so if it's the true voice of God there'll be healing there hallelujah if it's a true voice of God there'll be deliverance there if it was the true voice of God 2,000 years ago, whatever that voice produced, it'll produce again today. So if it, if it raised the dead, if it made the leper clean, if it made the lame walk, it'll do it again today. 
But there's other voices that say you got to live with sickness and you got to live with things. That's God's punishment upon you. That's not God's punishment. That's Satan trying to put something on you. But there's a voice of Jubilee that says you don't have to live there. There is a voice of God and it brings forth the supernatural. Hallelujah. Then we know the voice of God because the supernatural is there. He said there's so many voices today that take the voice of the Lord away from us. There's a voice of pleasure. So many people are listening to that voice. So overcharged with society and drunkenness and cares of life. Those are all voices trying to get a little piece of your pie. All the billboards out there, there's actually not just words, there are actually voices that are speaking and trying to get a part of you and trying to get, it's been designed, they meant to, to reach down and grab a hold of somebody that, you know, like, uh, what are the different, different ones, you know, I'm trying to think of one off the cuff here, but talking about, you know, a, you know, a cold drink of Coke or something, and, and it calls something to start, man, a good drink of Coke would be good, next thing you know, you stop and you get you one, why it wasn't, it was a voice. And so there's voices every day. And, and they, why, why do you think Satan has tried to design the world that we're living in, amen, to where there's so many voices that begins to speak to you? Even when you first wake up, there's voices that begins to speak on Facebook and all the other social media. And before you know it, you've heard all kinds of voices before you even heard the voice of God. What is he doing? He's trying to rob you to where the voice of the supernatural becomes a small thing. And he, and he, and he says here, he says, he says, what happens? He said, they're getting to the voice of pleasure and to have a good time and professing to be Christians. You know, oh, I'm into this. Well, I, I read a, I'm, I'm a Christian. I read a verse today. Yeah, Jesus wept. And I just go on. He said, but to really get down and pray, we've got too many other things to do. There's too many voices in the world, too many things to attract our attention away from God. Mercy. This was 1958. It's 2019 where we're at now. How, many much, how much more voices do we have? We ain't got to walk across the room and turn on the radio anymore. Amen. And move to the remote and to move to your pocket. It's right, it's right here all around us. Satan trying to design a world to fill up the, the, the longing in your heart with other voices. Amen. No wonder the voice of God, he says, is a rare thing. It's smothered out by too many different voices. So many things that are dim and taken away. It's got to a place that dulls our senses until we can't even hear the voice of God. Our senses where we ought to shake ourselves and realize what we're here for. I'm not here, amen, to put my name on Facebook or to put my name on Instagram or whatever else or on some website. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here as a son of God to hear the voice of God in my day. 
Just like Noah heard his in his day and Enoch and all the others down through the Bible, they heard the voice of God. What happened? They had to turn out the naysayers. They had to tune out all the people that said it was impossible and all the other voices to only hear the voice of God. And there's going to be people in this day that's going to tune out the doubters, tune out the naysayers, turn out what everybody else has to say, tune out that it's impossible to be healed by cancer, tune out that it's impossible to be delivered from drugs and alcohol and every kind of demon. Hallelujah. And hear the voice of the supernatural. There is a voice today in the world. Mercy, he said, and this is now in 63. He said, there's a voice today in the world of politics. It's a great voice. People are caught up in, and my goodness, where are we at today? That voice, I can say, hasn't got weaker, it's gotten stronger. Satan has pushed it out more and more to bring uproars over here and then over here. Fox News has got this, CNN got this, and before we know it, we've done scrolled through all this mess. And we hadn't even heard from God or talked with him. The voice that we were designed to hear from. The voice of politics is so much stronger in the earth today that the voice of God until people have sold their Christian birthright for a mess of popularity or education or political power. He said God promised that the trumpet would sound again. And always the people listen to the true voice of the word. Always examine what you do by the word. The voice of politics, the voice of Hollywood. Oh, we, we see people listening to that voice. I mean, the voice of Hollywood can speak, and the next thing you know, everybody in the church picks up their styles and their thing. Why? Because you're listening to the wrong voice. Amen. You got to go back to listening to what the Word of God said. There is a scriptural dress code. Amen. There is a scriptural voice behind that. It's not just a man's idea. It comes from the thrones of God. But my sheep, he would say in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad to be one of his sheep. I know them, and they follow me. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you glad he knows you tonight? And they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. This pluck means to catch up or or to take by force, to seize or carry off, to claim for oneself eagerly, to snatch away. Not one man can take them out of my hand. Hallelujah. The devil can design whatever he wants to, but he's not going to get one of God's sheep. He's not going to get one of his daughters. They're not going to be one of his sons in hell. He will not get one of God's children. That ought to make you shout tonight. The devil can do whatever he wants to, but he's not getting me. I heard the voice of the shepherd, and I'm tuned into his voice. Hallelujah. Brother Branham would paint a scene. It was incredible. Listen to this. He said, Scene I never thought I would ever see. Right down through the middle of a big street. He was over in the uh, eastern com- countries where, you know, you go over there. I've been there in Israel, and some in Israel, especially seen at shepherds on a hill or out there, a little boy with a staff. They still do it yet today. 
He said, but right down to the middle of a street, not stopping for a red light, came a shepherd with all of his sheep following him. And cars were having to break and squeak to a halt. Everything stopped for the shepherd. And I said, praise be to God. And he said, I said, man, he's an important person. Let's follow him a little. And we watched him, went around little places, all kind of things laying out all over the street. But, you know, why don't they turn the sheep away? He said, they, they, everyone follow the shepherd. Don't matter what's in the street. No matter what's on the side or what's in the road, what kind of blockages are there. If the shepherd goes, they're going with the shepherd. Amen. If one drops out, he says, well, I asked him, well, does anyone ever drop out? Of, they ever drop out of line? He said, the only one that drops out or, or disobeys is because he's a sick sheep. Oh, he said, oh, spiritually speaking, sick sheep tonight. He said, why did you drop out of line? He said, the great shepherd with his healing balm is here tonight to bundle it all up and bring you back to the walk of a Christian life again. He said, sure, just the sick and weakly would drop out, but the shepherd will nurse him and bring him back. He said, but I noticed these sheep. One amazing thing that I noticed about them, about the sheep, is that when they went down to the street, all these little things laying down in the eastern countries, you know, they lay it out on the streets, their meat, their sale of goods, whatever's laid right out on the street. And here comes the shepherd with a string of sheep almost a city block long walking right down not 10 feet on either side was dainty little things to eat pears and papayas and everything laying out and he walked right down the street and not one sheep turned to the right or turned to the left to take one thing hallelujah why their eyes was on the shepherd Hallelujah. And I, was, I was on a voice. And then I said, what about that fellow? He said, them sheep are so devoted to the shepherd till they don't pay no attention to nothing else, but they just follow him. Oh, hallelujah. I want to be that kind of sheep that I'm so devoted to the shepherd. That I ain't listening to the wolf over here barking and this one over here saying it ain't so. This one saying it's impossible. All the worldly goods laying out on the street. I ain't paying no attention on them. I'm marching to Zion. I'm following the shepherd. Hallelujah. He says they keep riding with the shepherd. He said, that shepherd can make one step this way, and they'd go that way. Every sheep coming right along, right behind the other, making the same kind of step, following the shepherd. He said, oh, to follow the footsteps of the shepherd. Don't be tempted, tossed about, worried, tempted here, down here. Today you got the victory. Tomorrow you're out of it. Follow the shepherd. My sheep know my voice. They get accustomed to hearing it. Oh, come on, somebody. Are you accustomed to hearing the shepherd's voice? Or is your ear tuned in to too many other things? Well, if another shepherd would come, I said, well, what if a, another shepherd would come in and give his little old lee 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 call? Would them sheep, would they go out to the field where he's at? I said, oh, no. Them sheep know the very tone of his shepherd's voice. I was actually was going to get a video I seen. I, I just had a little silliness on it, but it included, I didn't want to put up there, but it shows actually a test that they'd done. Of, maybe you've seen it, but out there in a the field was all these sheep, and they sent one person down to call, here's sheep, sheep, and they'll make their sound, and the sheep just kept right on grazing, 
going right on. Didn't even lift his head up to pay no attention to whoever was saying anything. I wish we'd kind of get that attitude toward the devil. Amen. The devil come and start halting at you, and you don't even pick your head up out of the Word. You just keep on eating. Because that ain't your voice that you're tuned to. You just keep right on going. Ain't paying no attention to him. Another one comes over here. This one starts speaking this, and it starts saying that. And you just keep right on grazing. Don't even look up. Don't even know their knowledge. They're there. Come on, somebody. It's time we get to that place with the devil that you quit even acknowledging he's there. That you don't even pay no attention no more because you're so devoted and devout and, and so tuned in to what the shepherd has to say. They sent test subject after test subject. And finally the farmer came down and he made his call. And out, out of there, come one head out of, the, out of the grass. Begin to look around. Next thing you know, a couple more heads popped up as he called. And next thing you know, they all come running to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Saints of God, let's keep our heads in this word until we hear the shepherd call and we're going to pick our heads up and we're going to head towards heaven. Hallelujah. It's time we keep our focus right. Keep eating the word. The place where the shepherd has brought you, keep eating the word. He said, wow. He said, I thought, well, this is the land of the Bible. No matter, another shepherd could stand up and try to impersonate them. Them sheep would just keep on grazing. Just let that certain voice speak. Every sheep would stand, would stand up. They'd line up and come running. He said, some glorious day that king shepherd will scream from the skies. And we'll take our march to Zion City in that great unbreakable branch of the armies of the Lord. And we'll rise over death and hell. It would say after, after every church age, uh, in Revelation 3, it would say, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Not what the devil is saying. Not what intellectual giants are saying. Not what somebody with a little head knowledge is saying. But what the Spirit is saying. What the supernatural God speaking through a supernatural word. What he is saying with supernatural signs and supernatural wonders in a supernatural people. Amen. Amen. To hear what the Spirit is saying. Every age ends with this same warning. Hear what the Spirit is saying. Not what man has conjured up or what some creed or some dogma, some denomination. That's not who I'm listening to. I'm listening to what the Spirit is speaking. In this age, the plea is even more insistent than in former ages. For in this age, the coming of the Lord truly draweth nigh. The question would perhaps arise, is there another age beyond this? Why, if there's another age beyond this one, why ur urgency? This is in the Philadelphian age. He says, he says, the answer lies in the last age will be a short one. A quick work of consummation. The only one is this so, but only one must remember that in the eyes of God, time is very fleeting. A thousand years is but a day. And if he's coming within a few hours as he views time, then we must, he must surely warn us with all urgency. And his voice must continually sound in our hearts. You hear that? Continually sound in our hearts to be ready for that coming. And he said, oh, there's so many voices in the world, so many problems, so many needs crying for attention. But there will never be a voice 
so important as worth and is so worth attending as the voice of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Trump's voice ain't important. Putin's voice ain't important. Come on, somebody. Politics ain't important. Pleasures ain't important. None of this stuff's important. This stuff in this world is just stuff. It ain't important. There's only one voice that's important and so worth attending. That's the voice of the Spirit. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. 1 Corinthians 14, 8 says, For if the trumpet giveth an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself for battle? So God wanted us to know, my word is sure. It's only when man gets in and begins to mix his own ideas with the word does it become an uncertain sound. Paul in the scripture is actually dealing with tongues and interpretations of tongues, but people speaking in tongues. And he's talking about how, how that, how you know, not everyone will speak in tongues. And he's dealing with all that because of the uncertainty of the day. It's because men begin to get in there already and begin to put their own mind and their own ideas to what the Word of God had said and put as, a, as an absolute. Amen. Certain means to be known for sure, to be established beyond doubt. I, 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 I would like to just say that this Word has been established beyond doubt. As for me, this right here has been established beyond doubt because what He said, He has performed. We can go through all the different ones through the Bible, and when God spoke it, he brought it to pass. He he would tell Abraham, I'll swear by myself because I can swear by no greater. I'll put my reputation on this. You will have a promised son. And when he spoke it, it was up to God to bring it to pass. Therefore, he put, Ab- he put Abraham in an unconditional covenant. It wasn't no longer, Abraham, you do this, and then I'll do this. Abraham, you do this, and then I'll do this. No, it was God said, I'll do it, period. I want you to understand, he said, by, your, by my stripes, you're healed, period. Hallelujah. He put his reputation upon it. And we have seen him stand good on his word. The word is an anchor. It's a point that you can stand upon. It's a stability in an unstable time. It's the only thing that's stable in this unstable time where everything that can be shaken will be shaken. People are being shaken. We just, I just seen today just as a news flash of a man who was once an advocate for mental health and a, and a pastor, some 30-year-old pastor over, I don't remember where he was, didn't really look into it, but just committed suicide. People are being shaken. Foundations are shaken. Another, another one not too long ago was a man who was an advocate against uh, uh, the rightful marriage of a man and woman, now saying all that's fault, and he went the other way. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. America is being shaken. Time after time. It ain't a day goes by this nation ain't shaken. Amen. Whether it be in a social realm or a political realm or even a physical realm, earthquakes and things, it's being shaken. This whole world is being shaken. There's only one place you can stand on in this hour, and that's something that's certain. It is certain that this word is going to come to pass. It is certain that it's going to do exactly what is said. It's beyond doubt. The word of God has no end. 
because it had no beginning. It's eternal. And if you're anchored and the Word is anchored in you, you're eternal with the Word. <laughs> What's the devil going to do with that? If he can't shake the Word, he can't shake you because you and the Word are together. Hallelujah. All, thing, all these things are shaken. No matter how big, no matter how great, no matter how wonderful, this whole world is falling apart. The Word is coming triumphant. There's nothing can stop it. God has done spoke it. When He speaks, heaven and earth will pass away, but that won't fail. Hide the Word in your heart. How to take the Word, let it grow. Keep it in your mind always because it will never fail. God's Word will never fail because He said it wouldn't. And if we want, we want to keep that. But Paul, you know, it's speaking the Scriptures like a training a soldier. You train a soldier to a sound. A certain sound given. It's a, a deep that calleth into the deep. It's a certain tone. It, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's referenced as a, as a trumpet. And the trumpet in the Bible was an instrument of war. It was an instrument that when it was blue, it was, it, was, uh, it was an instrument of war. It was an instrument used for jubilee. It was an instrument used to call to the feast. It, but the trumpet would blow and it would give a certain sound so that that person would know what to do. And when, and when, that, when you'd get somebody that wasn't trained, you know, I, 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 uh, I got a chauffeur. Chauffeur, is that what they call them things? A little ram's horn back there I picked up in Israel. And uh, I, I, it don't make the sounds that, that Israeli made with it. He blew it and proved to me it worked, but I, I've been trying to blow that thing, and I ain't made the sounds he, he got out of it. But, you know, he was, he was trained, trained for it. And a man that's trained by God, it'll make the same sound. It'll sound the same. It'll go, it may be through a different, different voice or a different vessel. It may be through a different height, different width, different whatever, the vessel may not be the same. There's some ram's horns, long, some short, but it'll make the same sound if it's used by a trained man. And this is what Paul was speaking about. He said Paul was talking about training a man to a sound, and just that sound is he knows exactly what to do. He said because the bugler, when he's got the orders from the chief captain, he sounds a trumpet, and the army knows just exactly to place it to advance or where to withdraw or whether to turn right or turn, turn left. Why or how? By the sounding of the trumpet. Amen. The army has been calling, is calling to war. He says, you know, some, some people say, well, what do you mean a war? I, I just joined a church. I come to church. He said, you don't come to church to come to a picnic. This ain't about being in a picnic. You best realize we're coming to a battleground. But we are not alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a chief captain with a trumpet, and he's giving a sound. Go forward. He said, I never come to church for people to pat me on the back and say, Brother Branham, you're a wonderful person. No, sir, I come here with a shield on. I don't need a shield for a patting on the back. I came with a helmet and a hat armor. I come to fight and to fight for every inch of ground. God told Joshua, every place the soles of your feet treads upon, I'll give it. Footsteps mean possession. And the church, when it gets to the place of compromising with creeds and compromising with the word and compromising the world, it's losing ground ground, but I don't come to lose ground. I come to take my possessions. 
That's what we need today is God-trained soldiers to possess every promise of the Bible. That God promised it to the church, the whole armor of God to stand. That's what we need soldiers, not getting the uniform for a dress parade. We're not here just to have a good howdy-do meeting and how you doing. I planted my corn this, I harvested this much, I done this, I done that. You know, I talk, talk, talk. That's not what we're here for. We're here for a battleground. We're here to advance on the enemy. We're here to hear what the Word of God has said on our behalf. Hallelujah. And the Word of God is blowing out. It's a, it's a jubilee trumpet. It's a trumpet that says you can be free. It's a trumpet of certainty that you can be delivered. Listen, I'm so thankful that we don't serve a God whose word says you might can be healed. An uncertainty there that maybe if you do certain things and you do a certain way and you reach a certain, a certain level, then you can get there. His word is not based upon that. It's based upon a certainty. It said, then you shall be healed. Amen. He puts his reputation. He puts his, it's, a, it's beyond all doubt. God is not doubting you can be healed or delivered or set free or whatever it is. His word spoke it. It's already there. What you got to do is put it on your mouth and begin to speak and let that trumpet sound. You need to start sounding the trumpet in your land. Come on, somebody. Well, we want the preachers to sound the trumpet, and they do. But you also have the Word of God, and you're to put it in your mouth and start sounding in your land. You know, I just read an article here some time ago, and actually Brother Andrew Spencer brought it back to my mind. There was a young boy just a few months ago named Willie was playing basketball out there on his, on his own land. He was, he was actually born in an atheist family. Mom and dad didn't believe in God. And he's raised by what they call a godmother. She must be a mother who loved God. <laughs> she, he's raised by a godmother. And, 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 and he's, he's learning, he's going to church, and he's learning about God. And he's out one day playing basketball, and he's pounding the ball. And next thing you know, somebody drives up, and he listens to the wrong voice. And, and the man offers him money to come. He's going to give him some money, and he goes over to his car. And the man grabs a hold of him and drags him into his car and takes off with him. And this was for several hours that this went on. But as he got in his car, the boy in his testimony said, I was very fearful at first, and I didn't know what was about to happen to me. I knew the man did not get me for my good. He got me for my harm. He said, but something began to well up on the inside of me. And it was, every praise is to our God. Every word of worship in one accord. He began to sing that with all of his heart sitting in the back seat of that car. Every praise is to our God. You say, well, that's rock and roll. Wait, sure. Listen to the story. Every praise is to our God. And the man up front says, shut up. Every word of worship in one accord. Every praise. Shut up. Every praise is to our. If you don't shut up, I would, he just starts saying, he said, he said all kinds of things. To, he said, but I couldn't do nothing but sing. Every praise is to our God. God, my Savior, God, my healer. You need to start sounding that out across your land. God, my deliverer, 
Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Amen. It started going out of this boy. He said, something just took over me. I couldn't shut my mouth. Oh, I wish somebody would get anointed like that tonight. The devil may say you can't make it. I'm going to harm you. I'm going to destroy you. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship. You need to start sounding the jubilee over your land. Hallelujah. The promises are blossoming. They're coming forth. Just keep eating on them. It'll come to pass in your life if you'll believe all things are possible. This boy kept singing louder and louder. The man got louder. The boy got louder. The man, there's a war going on. Next thing you know, the car went, "Eh!" he said, get out the car. And he put him out on the street, and the car took off. Hallelujah. If we can get enough people anointed by a supernatural God with a supernatural word, the devil might have you tonight, but just begin to praise God and begin to worship and glorify him, and he will have to turn you loose. The next thing you know, he'll dump you out on a Wednesday night and you'll be set free. Hallelujah. This is a certain sound. This is a voice of triumph. This is a voice of jubilee. This is not uncertain. He said, let my people go. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not here for a picnic. We're here for a war. And I declare war on the devil. He's not taking one of our children. He's not taking a son. He's not taking a daughter. He's not taking my joy. He's not taking my happiness. He's not taking my healing. It is mine, thus saith the Lord. It is mine. Hallelujah. It's time you tell that devil, I'm not staying here no longer. Let me out. Hallelujah. The difference between that boy and you is the devil. Amen. This trumpet has messed up the devil's plans. He don't have no control over you. Hallelujah. You can go free. Amen. We got to put it in our mouth. Begin to speak it. Amen. We got people today speaking that you got to live with sickness. That is an uncertain sound. That was not taught in the Bible. It was not taught by the prophet of God. And it's not taught today by the bride of Christ. But there happens to be people here today that believe God heals cancer. God heals brain bleeds. God restores the hip. God restores families. It is a true voice of God. Hallelujah. We have a right to our happiness. Praise be to God. Let's just throw our hands up for a moment and praise Him. Hallelujah. You have a right this morning or this evening to whatever's in your land. It is a voice of a trumpet that is as of a trumpet that is sounded. It's a loud voice that says you can go free. You're free. You're delivered. You're over there right now. You're not bound no more. Get out of the car. 
Hallelujah. Get out of the car right now. Walk out of that tank. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Why? He said I'm free. I don't feel free. It ain't got nothing to do with how I feel. It's what he said. Hallelujah. This has nothing to do with how we feel. On the day of the rapture, we might not feel happy. We might not feel joy, but it ain't going to have nothing to do with how we feel. It's going to do with what he said. And the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we'll be changed. Hallelujah. That's not just a pipe dream or an air castle. That's thus saith the Lord. If I was you, I'd get ready to receive the promise of God. Listen to the voice. Hallelujah. Oh, do we have any willies here tonight that'll just say every praise is to my God. Every word of worship is to my God. You're my Savior. You're my deliverer. You're my satisfier. You're everything that I have need of. The Holy Ghost for me. How do I accept it right now? If you need it, he's here right now. Accept him. Say, Lord, I'm in need of it. Hallelujah. It is a voice as of a trumpet. It's an urgent call. You know what God does? He don't have to improve. He gave his children, his soldiers, the very best thing he could give them. What did he give you? The word of God. And you can fortify yourself and no devil. Hello, somebody. And no devil can get them. Oh, if you stay with the word. Oh, enemy wants to spy your land out and spy this out. Hey, man, do what you want to. You're all, let me get, hey, enemy, let me let you in on something. You're already defeated. We can't have divine healing. That's an uncertain sound that says we can't. We can't have the joy of the Lord in our midst. We can't have true Pentecost. It's the word of God. And the, and the he will turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of the fathers. That's not uncertain. That's certain. It's got to happen. And it's happening. Oh, hallelujah. Every praise is to our God. I'm letting him end it how he wants to end it. Every praise is to our God. Every praise. Why don't you just lift up those heavy hands? It's been hanging down. All the questions of the day, just let them fall away for a moment. And just say, God, every praise. I'll praise you in my storm. I'll praise you in the middle of my situation, in the middle of my chaos. Listen, in the middle of your chaos, guess what? You still have Jesus. In the middle of your storms, he's still there. In the middle of all your trouble, he's here. He said he'd never leave us or forsake us, but he'll be with us even unto the end. Amen. We're not, we don't have an uncertain sound, but this trumpet, this message is sounded out with certainty. I will do what I said I will do. I will perform what I said I would perform. I will heal the sick. I will raise the dead. I will bring the captive and set him free. I will bring the prodigals home. 
Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many more promises you want? I will open the eyes of the blind. I will open the deaf ears. I will unclog the channels. I will do these things for you. He's here this evening. Why don't you just worship him for a moment? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is a time of jubilee. Kill the fatted calf. Amen. We're having a celebration. This ain't the end. This is only the beginning. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. We're here, and we're going we're gonna to serve him. We're going to worship him. In the middle of a shaking moment, we're going to have a place to stand. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Every praise. Come on, musicians. is to our God. Every word of worship. Every word. Did you hear that? Every word ought to be worship unto him. What kind of day would you have if your words changed from your doubts and your fears and your unbelief and every word that come out of your mouth was praise unto your God because he's your savior, he's your healer, he's your deliverer. Has he been that? Is your Holy Ghost filler? Is he your joy giver? Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's just worship him. Is to our God. 